0: It took every ounce of my being to find purpose after losing my husband to cancer in 2020. I've put in a ton of work and I am now ready to share my personal ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am real, honest, raw, and even vulnerable. My hope is to inspire others to know there is so much life to live after such despair and to let you know you're not alone. Your personal experiences don't have to mirror mine, and as a matter of fact, they won't. Everyone's journey is different, and that's okay. My podcast is called Whole New Life, and my name is Stacy. Welcome to episode number two called Till Death Do Us Part. Episode one, you had the chance to get to know me a little bit about my personality and some of my hobbies and interests. And this one, I want you to get to know my late husband, John. I'll share a little bit about his personality, a few things about our 30 amazing years, What I learned from him, a brief summary of our cancer journeys together, and I'll talk about the tenacity and the courage it took when we knew my husband's life was coming to an end, till death do us part in our early 50s. It's crazy. Let's get started. The dude was literally the most selfless and caring man I've ever met. He cared about his friends, his family, and even strangers. It wasn't necessarily in the words that he said, but rather his actions. I mean, he always had words of wisdom, don't get me wrong. I loved watching him in action. He would just be behind the scenes, making sure everyone was happy, everyone was safe, and everyone was challenged. Here's a few stories. I remember being at family gatherings. It could be Mother's Day, Christmas, birthday celebrations, whatever, and he was the guy who would be making sure everyone's drink was full, everyone's plate that was empty was thrown in the garbage. He'd be in the kitchen doing the dishes after. And in the meantime, he'd be socializing with everybody, asking our nieces and nephews what's going on in their life, how are their sports and activities going, chatting with our parents, our aunts and uncles, cousins, anyone who was at the party. He just quietly made the rounds. When I talk about selfless acts to strangers, I have many stories, but the one I'll share is about being at a red light. I know I never thought about this kind of stuff before I met him, but he taught me a lot. So picture this. It's a four-lane street. We're coming up to an intersection where there's a red light. We are in the right lane, and as you know, you can turn right on red. But we weren't turning right. We were going straight he would turn on his left blinker and get into that lane. And at first, I was like, what are you you doing? You can go straight in the right lane too. He's like, yeah, I know, but if someone behind me wants to turn right, I want to make sure they can get through. Perhaps this sounds like a simple act, but add up all of these simple acts that he did, and he just always wowed me. He also enjoyed challenging and motivating his friends and family, And if you were related to him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He had this special, non-obnoxious kind of way to really bring out the best of you, whether that's asking about job advice, running a 5K, buying a new vehicle. I'm pretty sure everybody went to him for that. Everybody trusted him. If I had a story to share when he was incorrect with giving advice, I would definitely do it, but I do not have any. I'm pretty sure he was right all of the time. He was just that guy. And one of the coolest things that stood out for me was just watching him do all of this and not want any credit for it. He had a really special way in touching people's lives. Oh man, John was super uber smart. He, I swear to God, knew something about everything. He retained information from, I am not kidding when I say kindergarten, or even probably before that. I mean, he remembered algebra and geometry. Who in their adult life, unless you're actually a math teacher, remembers that kind of stuff? On the rare occasion that we were actually home during the week to watch Jeopardy, I remember just him rattling off the questions to the answers as if it was nothing I would get like one out of a hundred and I would be like high-fiving myself and celebrating. And he would just look at me and smile and say, good job, honey. He was also a very patient and humble man. I could honestly sit here and talk and share stories all day. It's actually bringing me back to some really cool memories. Speaking of memories, one of the things that I really enjoyed the most was driving home on the country roads after a family gathering, and he would just share these random stories from back in the day, describing in detail just about some random day when he was eight years old, wearing his red tube socks on the way home from a basketball game, and how he felt about his practice. He just amazed me. I'm like, how do you remember that stuff? And again, in his nonchalant kind of way, he'd be like, how do you not Besides John loving his family and his friends, and of course me, he had a true love for his motorcycles, his very nice cars. He would spend hours in the garage cleaning our motorcycle for eight hours just to go for an hour ride because it had to look good, man. He taught me how to take care of my vehicles as well. And occasionally I would armor all or hand wash my car, but he would come out after because I would be done in like 10 minutes and he'd be inspecting the detail, critiquing my work, and most definitely tell me all the spots I missed. Again, in his nonchalant, kind way, he would say, good job, honey, but maybe I'll do it next time. A few other things John enjoyed was golfing or clay shooting with his buddies, hanging out on our patio, having a quiet Sunday morning as he's on his laptop, and most definitely watching Seinfeld. I don't think a day went by when we didn't quote Seinfeld. John and I met in December of 1990. We got married in 1993, and we decided to get married on the island of St. Thomas, Neither one of us wanted a big wedding, and he did some research and found this simple little way to take a cruise and exchange our vows. It was beautiful, it was simple, and I will never, ever, ever regret that. It was amazing. Our whole life, it was simple, it wasn't anything fancy. We focused on our careers, we traveled, and we just enjoyed spending time with family and friends. We were, and I still am, the coolest aunt and uncle. Just ask us, huh? No, honestly, we chose to not have children. It just wasn't our thing. I also have no regrets with that decision. The memories that we've made with our nieces and nephews are priceless. We were the aunt and uncle that got down and dirty with our nieces and nephews. We played in the dirt. We threw the baseball. We played hide-and-seek. And when they grew up and became of age... Definitely had some Adele beverages with him. I swear when I say I am who I am today because of him, I mean it. Ever since we were together, he encouraged me to challenge myself. If I came up with an idea on a career move or a fitness goal, and more times than not, it was something that was out of my comfort zone, but I would toss it his way. We would talk about it. And without hesitation, he would look at me and say, why can't you do that? You absolutely have that talent and skill. And like everybody else, I trusted him. I believed him because I knew he wouldn't steer me wrong. John and I were the same in a lot of ways, but we we're all so different. And I know in my heart, that's what made us work. Let me give you an example. He would always call me the woohoo girl. I was the girl who had to show up to the party first, and I made everyone aware when I walked in. I might be across the room from him talking to someone and he could hear me from across the room and he would just look at me and just shake his head. He was the laid back dude that always wanted to just be late, not making an announcement when we walk in, but he was absolutely the last to leave because he was helping them clean up. All right. So that was just a very small snippet of John's personality, our 30 amazing years and what I learned from him. Which leads me into just briefly speaking about both of our cancer journeys. I'm writing a book about both of these, and we'll share the detail in my books. But what I want you to know is a little bit about what we went through during that time. In 2013, out of the blue, I was randomly diagnosed with cancer. The day that I got the phone call, my husband probably did 100 miles an hour on I-43 to come and get me. The look in his eyes, his love for me, I never doubted it for a second before that. But in that moment, for some reason, our love just became a hundred times stronger. He went to every doctor's appointment, every treatment. He left work early every day and then would work from home at night and not leave my side. When my treatment was done, I worked really hard day by day to get stronger. And I remember him coming home from work one day and saying, All right, I'm so proud of you. We're going to Mexico for a few days to celebrate and not think about cancer for a few days. What I want you to know about that part of the story is yep, sure, we went to Mexico a few times in our adult life, but he really wasn't a sun goddess and didn't enjoy the heat too much. So he eventually stopped going but he knew I loved to go. So this is where he took me to celebrate me and him kicking cancer's ass. About six years later, my husband out of the blue was diagnosed with cancer. It was approximately two months after his initial diagnosis where we learned the prognosis. That didn't stop us from fighting and giving in everything we had. He fought every single day and did whatever he could I did more research in trying to save my husband's life than I did in my entire life combined. But after five long months of trying to fight and find a way to save his life, we finally had to look at each other and say, it's okay, we will live the best life that we have left together. 2020 was by far a year from hell. Our conversations were about the things that we would miss doing together to where should Stacy live in the future or if I met somebody and him letting me know that no matter what I decide for my future, he will be up there cheering me on and watching over me. All he wanted for me is to find purpose and to live my best life. Because he said I had a lot to offer this world. His emotions were high. My strength for taking care of him. I don't know where that came from. And he would tell me, I'm so proud of you. You're not even crying. Thank you for being so strong. Little did he know that when he fell asleep, I went to the bathroom. And let me tell you, those tears flowed. The last words that he ever spoke were, I'm sorry. He felt so bad that he was doing this to me. But I looked him in the eyes and I promised him, I promised him that I would be okay. I did not leave his side For the last three weeks of his life, he laid in bed, and I just laid next to him, making sure that he was in the least amount of pain possible. Being a wife and a caregiver is probably one of the hardest jobs in the entire universe, but I did it. I did it because I love him, and I made a commitment till death to us part. Okay, I should probably go blow my nose, but you know what? I told you guys I'm going to be real and I'm going to be raw. It sucks to be a widow. This was not the plan. But I am learning. I am learning to cherish what I had for so long was amazing and how lucky I am versus focusing on what I don't get to have any longer. I made him a promise and I'm going to stick to that promise. And I'm going to see what this whole new life has to offer me and truly live my best life. Thank you for listening. I hope you go live your best life today, this week, and always. I would love your feedback. My contact information is on my website, stacyryanauthor.com. I'm also writing a book series about my life experiences. I am an Ironman, a young cancer survivor and widow, and now an author ready to share my story to help others. All my podcast and book updates are posted on my website. Peace, love, and happiness, my friends.